Welcome to the Studio Live Today podcast. On this week's show, our feature topic is something super juicy. We're talking about sharing online, your social media, your Insta posts, your Facebooks, your YouTubes. How much is too much? What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the things that you need to keep in mind when you're choosing how much of your life you should be sharing online? That and a whole bunch of other topics. But once again, you don't want to just listen to me ranting for the next hour. I've got a fellow rant E, a wonderful creator, coach, mentor. She knows everything you need to know about getting your designs stunningly good in canva.com. She's an absolute professional in that. Getting your live videos looking snappy and uh, really helping your business grow. And you know what? If you're a musician, that's a business. If you want to start getting yourself out there, promoting yourself and you're creating music, to me, that is the same thing as a business. So without further ado, please welcome to the Studio Live Today podcast, Sarah Newen. How are you doing, Sarah? Hello. What an introduction. I was like, oh, who's that? <laughs> that person sounds amazing. Like, <laughs> right? You're just oh, like, who, who, who's, he, who's, who's you got on the show? Who's joining us? Oh, it's that, like, is someone else coming? Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, I missed the memo. <laughs> it's, it's totally true because um, I've learned so much from watching your video. And, and listening Ooh. to what you've got to say, especially about design, because I think that's one of the things that a lot of people think, I'm no good at graphic design. I'm no good at doing my own design. I can't afford to hire a designer. Your videos show us so many different oh, techniques and ways me. to actually do that. So uh, if you do want to learn from Sarah, go over to, uh, where, where's the best place to go? You, you were talking about your website in the in the pre-show. Is <laughs> that, that back broke, up and yeah. running that you broke? Is it, is it all good over there Technically it now? is, but you can find me at Sarah Nguyen on YouTube and my website website is sarahnewanonline.com yeah perfection so yeah all the, all the cool things all the superlatives i threw out there you can go and you can go find out for yourself and if you're watching here on the the live youtube video or if you're on the audio version of the podcast there'll be links down in the show notes or the description for you so we are going to we've got a bunch of topics to talk about mm -hmm. here today but what i like to do up front is find out a little bit about what's been happening lately so here on studio live today it's been the usual stuff we had a great your music live show with some great independent music. I did a happy hour on the weekend uh, as, as we do all the time. And in GarageBand Weekly, I've been creating a new song. So we did some lyric writing, which was very fun. We even used ChatGPT to help us Ooh. with lyric writing, which we'll talk about in a little while. But Sarah, what's been happening in your world in the last uh, couple of weeks? Um, I'm going to go a little bit further back, <laughs> back in Beautiful. time from my last uh, appearance on the show. Well, that, that's a good point. We should yeah. probably go. We should probably go back in time because it's yeah. It's... So we go back in time, which was August 21, and um, I was on the show. And the big secret was at that time I was pregnant, and Ooh. I didn't tell many people, and I didn't tell the YouTubes <laughs> or the internet. <laughs> and then um, I had my first baby in October. And I've kind of been on a break from YouTube since then. Intentionally, don't know. It was just a bit all overwhelming and crazy <laughs> with yep. all the things going on at the time. And I'm kind of resurfacing and coming back and recreating things now. So I was like, Pete, take me back. Time to come back. Time to come back. Time to come back. Very cool. I think it's the fourth time that you've been here on the channel. We've done, uh, we did a live streaming basics tutorial. We did a creator series and uh, one other video at some stage. So uh, you have been here on the channel a few times on some some live shows. And I was, I, I did mention, I'm, I'm holding, for those watching the video version, I'm holding the Thriving Creator <laughs> podcast mug that Sarah designed in Canva, printed in Canva and kindly sent over to me. Yes. Uh, we're not sponsored by Canva on this show, but we no. both are, what are we called now? Canva Verified creative. Experts. Canva Verified Experts, uh, which uh, I, I they managed to just forget to kick me out, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm a Canva expert. Everything I know I learned from uh, from Sarah, but Sarah is definitely a Canva expert. So um, yeah, it, it kind of encouraged me to get back and start doing this podcast again because it's just fun to have a yeah. relaxed, casual place to have a chat and get some cool people like yourself on the show. So thank you so much for joining us, and uh, yeah, congratulations on, uh, you. on on having your first child and sure some of that will potentially factor into the feature topic that we have here this week, <laughs> which is all about content creators and oversharing. Now, when you threw this idea out, I thought this is beautiful. I know there's a lot of people out there and whether you're sharing content about how to create or whether you're sharing your own content, because I know many folks in this community are musicians, but when you're a musician, you're sharing posts on mm -hmm. social media, you're sharing stuff about your life. Maybe you're sharing some backstage stuff or some live gigs or just there's a heap of things that you can be sharing. 
and it's it's challenging sometimes to either know how much to connect or disconnect your music life from your personal life or your yes. content creator life from your personal life. So what's your hot take on this? Why did, why did you want to chat about this today and what's your thoughts on the, the sharing when it comes to social media and online? So I think like for me, you know, particularly with having the baby, I was like on the opposite spectrum. I didn't tell anyone, didn't want to, you know, share it with the YouTube peoples or any of social media because it was kind of my thing. And, you know, that was my choice and I'm totally okay with it. And I've seen creators on the other side, um, their choice, because it's all about choice, was to, you know, share the whole journey. And, you know, I've seen birthing videos, home birthing videos with water pools. <laughs> and I've seen like a lot of stuff where I'm like, well, uh, kind of a lot. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I came here looking for some business, you know, training. And uh, here's a, you know, video of your first home birth. Wow, that's uh, definitely uh, different, you know. And the question yeah. is, is that too much? Are they just being, you know, true to who they are? They're like, this is a big thing. I want to share it and I'm okay with sharing it. Like, but where's the line, you know? Mm. So it's an interesting one. And we, we're not going to name names, but I do no. recall a certain creator who had baby number two or three and in the birthing room with his <laughs> wife did a live stream of, you know, saying just in the birthing room and then talked about content. And I was just like, do we need to do that? Yeah. Or can we just be chill, you know? and enjoy yeah. these moments. And radios used to do it, radio shows were notorious, particularly when there was a wedding or there was like yeah. a birth, they'd always be like, hey, we're just here, so-and-so's having a baby, how are you feeling? And she'd be like, get it out of my face. Like, you know, like, so not just social media, content in general, like how much is yeah. too much? And, you know, is everything content? I don't know, I don't know. What are your feels, Pete? Oh, it's a, oh, it's it's one that I struggle with. I, I come and go on it because I know people who who literally you wouldn't know if they have a family or not. You don't know their mm. relationship status. You don't know anything about them at all. And I find I find it hard to co to connect with those sort of yeah. folks sometimes. Yet I'm also I feel a little uncomfortable on the flip side of that mm. when people are sharing the, the level of information you just talked about there, or whether you're finding out everything that you perhaps you didn't really need to know about someone. Um, and I, I don't know. I think there's got to be a happy medium somewhere in between there because I there's things that we're proud of and it really depends. Yes. So obviously someone that's, you know, that's live streaming from a birthing, uh, birthing suite <laughs> is really proud of that moment in their life and want to share it with their followers. And hey, if they know their audience well enough, and I think that's part of it is yes. knowing what niche you're in and knowing your audience and your community. So the community that I have here on Studio Live today, they know me, they know my wife, Georgie. They know I've got a couple <laughs> of kids. They've got two girls and they're, you know, tweens and teenagers now. So, and I think that can help because especially from what I do, a lot of the people that I'm helping are in that same boat where they've got those same challenges. You've got the day job, you've got the mortgage, you've got the family, you've got the dog, you've got the parrot. So finding ways to communicate. If I, if people just thought I was just some bloke that didn't have any of that same thing, am I as relatable? And maybe mm -hmm. that's what these creators are trying to do. They're like, I'm being super relatable. I do, however, think that there is a creep factor that yes. comes in when you use that as what's what's validation the last way of it? yeah yeah use this validation or even creepier where you're using that as like almost bait to get yeah. people in you're like cute baby by the way buy my course like i don't yeah. if if you came out because i know that you do a lot of this stuff and yeah you sell courses go to sarahnewandonline.com you sell courses you've got amazing content over there and I, I don't know. I, I look at your website now, and if you're watching here on the live show, I'll uh, I'll, I'll show folks here because uh, it, it's a really nice looking website. Um, where, where are we? No baby uh, pictures. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Like the temptation would be, uh, this is this is Sarah's website, which is exactly what you need. And if I'm like, oh, a camera, an iPad, I use those things. Uh, build and grow your business online. You got some really nice design stuff here. If it was a picture of Sarah and baby going, hey, I just had a baby. Now buy my business course. I mean, does that really connect? And it's the same if I was if I was trying mm. to sell a garage band course and I'm like, make some cool, funky lo-fi music in garage band. Oh, here's my children. Aren't they mm. cute? 
I don't know. There's there's a bit of a disconnect there. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I'd I'd like to put it out here. So if if you're watching this live, folks, uh, if you're here on YouTube with us as we record the podcast, let us know your thoughts. How much do you choose to share? Do you have any issues with people who share too much? And maybe some anecdotes or stories about things that that make you. I don't know. I just I get a little bit of the creep factor. But then again, I'm a private person. Do you do you think it comes down to your personality type as well, Sarah? Is it that if you're if you're an introverted private individual versus someone that's really out there? Yes. I remember, and because we're exactly like him, Ed Sheeran, we can talk about him. I remember <laughs> an interview he did because on his social media, like there is zero personal life on there apart from, mm. you know, he's on the road stuff, which is not really personal life if you ask me. It's like part of his job. And in, I remember an interview he did with someone, they were like, why don't you post more stuff about your life? And he was like, Instagram is a marketing tool. Social mm-hmm. media is a marketing tool. Like if yeah. I'm going to post, it's going to be for my music, for my shows, for this, you know, completely about marketing. If I'm posting to get likes, like that's where I'm concerned. When I see people do it for the likes, that's where yeah. I'm like, are you okay? You know, so I liked his approach there. And I think it does come down to your personality and how much you want to share. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess, uh, I don't know, I I need to be a little bit more accepting of what people do want to share with. They do (laughs) want to overshare, I guess, because uh, because so much of it goes on and so many Mm. people seem so happy to see it and read it. But... I don't know. I guess it's because I'm I'm fairly anti things like the paparazzi. I think yes. that like the whole celebrity culture of the TMZ just it, it it creeps me out, and I just think that there's some things that I don't want to know, um, and mm. I don't think I need to know. And I kind of figure that that's the same thing with me when I share. And I must admit that uh, as well as being a someone who puts their creations out there, I also yeah I, I I do I don't tend to share a whole lot about what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. Not that. Not that I'm going to be swapped by people, but like, <laughs> go, oh, I'm going to the cricket. And then suddenly 10 Studio Live Today fans show up and go like, yay, it's Pete Johns. We found him. But you can see how that can could get mm. a problem for people once you get more popular than perhaps we are or uh, recognisable. Like, yeah, you'd have to be start to be really concerned about how much you do choose to share online. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, uh, except that uh, I I choose to go somewhere in between and hopefully keep it a little bit medium. I think uh, so. I heard someone say like their way of approaching it is one to five or one to seven. So, you know, for seven days a week on their Instagram, they'll post one personal thing. And then um, the rest will be business related, advice related, you know, relating to the actual content they create. And they'll have one part where it's like, this is me in my pajamas drinking coffee. Yeah. And I was like, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. That's cool. I think, yeah. yeah. And and I think I I probably not even consciously, but I think I do that. So yeah, yeah, I will. There's literally one post that I put out a week ago of of me drinking coffee with my Studio Live Today (laughs) mug saying, hey, this is how I start my day. Now go buy a mug. Um, So maybe I'm I'm breaking my own rules and maybe I'm being a giant hypocrite because I'm I'm telling people, don't use your personal life as a business sales tool. But then I kind of did it anyway. And I post pictures of my baby on my Instagram stories all the time. Like, you know. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. You You got to do it. Look, at hey, I think everyone, uh, hands up who's a new parent that didn't post much of photos of their baby on all their social media. Like it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Uh, you don't so have 3,000 yeah. photos of them, you know, like oh, I know. a couple I, I feel bad. that like, is going to go up. Like. <laughs> Back in, back in out at the risk of sounding old, back in, back in, back in my day, uh, yeah, there's, there's maybe like four photos of me from the age of like mm. zero to three, uh, and then yeah, you look, I look at how many photos of my children I have, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting question, and I, I just thought it was a great one to to start us off with here and get the get things uh, ticking along. The um, uh, there's another topic here that you put in here, and I'm going to shift this one up here on the fly because Ooh, I think okay. it's related to that one, and that is the. Uh, the elusive work-life balance. So uh, yes. you, you've just told us that, uh, that yes, you, so you were pregnant. Last time you were on the show, you were pregnant, had had bubs, and then you had some time to obviously, you know, just do that that little job of being a mum. Yeah, really keeping easy. a human those being that alive. Done it, right, yeah, keeping another human alive. It's super easy. Like, you wouldn't be believe how easy it is. Uh, obviously, I'm joking. Uh, but uh, so you made a, a conscious, was it conscious or subconscious to say, right, I'm pulling away? Did you, do you think that you did less or more than you probably had planned going in? What was your experience like? 
So for me, I still had, you know, other things running in the background, like my course and, you know, project work that I did, but YouTube stopped. It was, you know, in terms of me prioritizing and, and what I was capable of doing, I was like, I can't do it all. The baby is like 80% of my time. That other 20% um, will be these other projects I'm dedicated to. And the thing that had to drop for me that made sense was YouTube. So whether it was conscious yeah. or not, it kind of just happened that way. And I'm fortunate yeah, yeah. that, you know, I was able to do that because these, you know, some people I feel don't drop YouTube because that's the only money that's coming in. So that they feel like they have to keep doing it. And if they don't, then, you yep. know, they won't be able to put food on the table. So I think for me, it, mm. was, it was conscious and it kind of just played that way. Did I really plan it that way? Not really. It's kind of just how it fell out. And it, it, fortunately for me, it's it's all okay. Like, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. I wasn't cancelled. I've come back and the videos still all work and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, thanks for coming back. So, yeah. yeah. But I do think this work-life balance thing is bloody hard. Can I say that on your show? Can I say the B word? Yeah, like, I, think, I think bloody is fine <laughs> these days. We, I just checked, uh, funny, I was chatting with Jane Starr, we checked the latest YouTube words and apparently, uh, I won't even say them, but H-E double hockey sticks and D-A-M-N are now okay as well, but oh, apparently they were okay. not before, so mm. I don't know what happened there, but I'm pretty sure bloody uh, is fine because we're, we're Australians, so we actually can't help it. But uh, yeah, sorry, right. interrupting you, continue. <laughs> yes, that's right. So this work-life balance thing is really hard and, you know, I don't, I know that people seem to think that there's this perfect formula, but I don't think there is. I think it's just doing the best you can and being okay with that being enough, right? As opposed to yeah. trying to meet this crazy standard of people who don't have the same situation as you, or even if they do have the same situation as you, whether they have kids or not, but like everyone's different, right? Like people have different coping levels. So yeah. you can't expect people to all be the same and that'd be boring if they all were, really. It, oh, it would be so boring. I tell my children all the time when they're just like, Dad, you're so weird. And I'm like, I know, right? Isn't it cool? <laughs> like, how boring would it be if I was normal? Like, who wants to be normal? So, yeah, and, and you're right. You, you touched on a really good point there, which is that we are all different. And I think there's this there's this belief that we can chase perfection. And yes. I remember I used to have it in my work life when I was in the corporate world, but also in my work life. Now I think, well, when I get everything to this, this and this, then everything everything will be fine. So same for musicians. They're like, as soon as I get this one album out and start promoting it, then everything will be fine. But guess what? You get it out. It's not perfect. And then you keep doing things. So I think trying to achieve this state of perfection where everything's right, it's not, it's not, not reality because new things, new information is going to come at you. New things are going to come out. Things are going to change. I, I wrote a song about it. The only thing that doesn't oh. change is that things will change because there's so much change that goes on. And unfortunately, putting yourself into a position I mean, look at all the people that were in a perfect job in 2019. And then yeah. what happened in 2020? Yeah. And then what's happening again now in the tech sector? There's so many people <sighs> across Google and Intel and all these tech companies losing their jobs now. Why? Because we went through this whole last three years. They staffed up big time because it was you know, making hay while the rain shines. Uh, rain shines? <laughs> sun shines. And then the sun stopped shining and, uh, mm. and what happens afterwards. So, yeah, it's an absolute challenge uh, to, to, to find that. And and yeah, I must admit, kudos for you for not trying to, to grind through because I've seen people do that and <laughs> yeah. burn out. Have, have you ever found that, that you reach a point where even something you enjoy, you try and do too much and you hit that burnout point? Is that something you've experienced much? Definitely. I think even mm. these last few weeks where I've gotten back into recording and, you know, engaging with people like you and coming back on. I was yesterday, I was like, I am so bloody tired. <laughs> it's like, man, it's a lot. It's a lot to do all of this with, you know, yeah. the other commitments that we have, whether you have kids or not, like all of this content created stuff is a lot of work. It's like the role of, I think, I can't remember how many, I think we've had this conversation. That's the role of eight people, yeah. you know, like yep. scripting, writing, producing, marketing, like design, like it's at least eight jobs that you're doing all in one. And it's a lot. It's definitely it a lot. It is, and it is. It's a juggle. It's a balancing act. It's all those cliches, but uh, it's it, it's certainly fun to do. Um, it is, so, uh, and I love it. And I know I'm not naming names, but I know I create her, and she posted a lot and kept very active when she had a baby. Her choice, mm. totally respect that. And I remember watching her videos, and she just looked exhausted and <laughs> like empty, running on empty. And I was like, it doesn't no like slow down yeah. like you don't yeah. have to do all of that and i knew all the projects she had going on and i was like you can drop something you know like you you really can drop something like you 
have a stock please here's some water stop drink you yeah. know like it's oh man it's tough it's really tough it, it is yeah we talked on uh, jade star on last week's podcast and we were talking about exactly that that sometimes uh, as creators and um, we bite off a little more than we can chew and perhaps we say yes to too many things uh, that we can't actually mm. do and I, I had a couple of projects recently and i must admit that i said yes and i shouldn't have because i yes. kind of knew that i'd be pushing <laughs> stuff uphill to try and get this stuff done I got to the deadlines and hadn't delivered and felt terrible. So I had to, at that point, go, look, really sorry, really wanted to do this, didn't work out, um, I, I, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I just thought to myself at the time, how many times have I rethought about that over the last three months yes. that I had this thing hanging over me, whereas a simple kind no right at the start when I knew that that was perhaps more than I could have actually done would have saved me all of that time. And I think a lot of people in this community and in other communities struggle with the same thing that you want to be nice you want to help yes. people out but you can't do it. like I, I get a lot of emails we're talking beforehand about getting emails and you know some of them aren't even spam some of them are for real people <laughs> asking real questions but some of them are asking for individual help and I think we, we chatted about this on a previous show when you were on that if you gave everyone the amount of energy and time and help that they wanted oh, they don't really realize that that one-to-one -one thing it's not just you and them. It's you and them and twenty other people in a in a week. Mm -hmm. it, you can spend you can spend your whole life just answering Instagram messages and emails and Facebook stuff. How how are you finding that these days with all the videos you have out there? With all the we're talking about the slacks and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all the places people can hassle you or, or I mean uh, get in touch with you. How do you manage that side of things of keeping up to date? Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. Honesty. I, I think I've gotten back into responding to YouTube comments that, you know, uh, are appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the time I get lots of spammy or just pushy emails or pushy DMs going, hey, I really need some coach live stream coaching. Um, what are your rates? And it's like, uh, no, yeah. no, like, <laughs> no, just no. Like, like I'm not going to respond to that. Like, people may be like, you're so ungrateful. That was a lead. And it's like, do I want to deal with someone like that? You know, like, yeah. yeah. That's that's a really good point, actually. Like that's uh, once you get into the business side, because I know many folks in this community do this for the love of music and do it for the love of creation, and that's that's great and that's awesome. If you're a weekend warrior, more power to you. As soon mm -hmm. as you're doing it as a side hustle or as a business, people think, oh yeah, like every job has to be. I've I've taken on mixing jobs and mastering jobs and and coaching jobs where. I knew I had that gut feel early on about the person yes. and I knew that it wasn't going to work out and I did it anyway. And mm. I've always, my gut has a hundred percent strike rate of being spot on when it comes to that. And now I just simply say no off the front and I haven't yeah. had a bad customer, bad client, bad experience in two and a half years. That's so, it. So uh, learning to filter, it's not going to be perfect. If I offend you because I haven't responded to you, then, you know, I'm... Exactly. It yep. is what it is. Like, I'm doing it, the best I can. That's, I really that's am. Right. Like, I think, yeah. Jade, Jade was saying last week that people would message her and then they'd message her two hours later going, you didn't respond to me. And she's like, I'm in Australia, bro. Uh, it's overnight. Uh, I'm sleeping. Come on. Give me give me 12 hours. At least. 24 if you can. But oh, it's easy. Easy to do. Um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, talk about a few of the things that people have uh, been oh. saying here in the chat. So uh, Mateus uh, here on the live show here on YouTube says it's tempting, <laughs> but don't want my kid to sue me in twenty years for sharing his cute faces to everyone. A doctor, a safer <laughs> choice. I like Fair that. deal. Fair deal. In, in, in fact, uh, yeah, Nirvana are in trouble now because the baby on the cover of their Nevermind album, who embraced it and loved it for 20 years, is now suddenly thinking he doesn't want a picture of his uh, little naked baby body out there on album covers mm. all over the world. So, yeah, it goes back to what I say about creativity is if you don't own it, if it's not your work and if you're using other people and using other things, uh, yeah, it's always a risk because uh, people could come back and change their mind. Uh, Omni Collective Creativity says, my profile photo is the only pick of myself per se, uh, which is on my social media. And I know, yes, a lot of people are, are like and that that's okay. uh, as well. That's okay too. Yeah. And, and if you want to have that privacy, and I think that's the thing, people just assume that social media equals having to share everything about yourself. And it doesn't. You still get mm. to share as much. In fact, you can share less of yourself than you can in real life uh, in the real world. So I like it. And Fat Panda Cat says, I share nothing, no photos, no info, just a cat pic. So there you go. Just <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, the the pictures of people's uh, animals are uh, are there, uh, and also says oversharing blurs the line between what's acceptable and how intrusive fans can yes. be into a creator's lives. Yeah, there's been some intense cases of stalking. 
And I guess that's the, you know, the, we didn't want to get into the seedy underbelly of this kind of stuff, mm. but that is, that is the worst case scenario, isn't it? I was, I was reading an article about Taylor Swift the other day and the fact that she has to have face recognition at all of her gigs now because she has a known list of many, like not only one or two, mm. but tens, 20 odd people that are known stalkers to her that are legitimately threats to her. And I can't even fathom that, that, that you can't walk out in public. You have to have a bodyguard everywhere you go and you can't even be performing in a public venue without having to have like facial recognition scanning to, to stop the creeps from getting in. So don't be creepy people. I know that 99.9% .9 of you are awesome, but uh, that 0.1% that want to be super creeps, don't not do cool. It. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Resist. Let's talk Canva.com because it okay. is something uh, that, that you are, as I said, you are an expert on. I've, 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 I've talked you up about uh, your Canva knowledge because you do <laughs> create some amazing stuff in Canva. Your latest video over on your channel, and by the way, if you're watching wherever you're watching, you can check out uh, Sarah. Just search Sarah Nguyen, that's N-G-U-Y-E-N, and Sarah with no H, just because I know there's folks on the audio going, <laughs> Sarah, oh, I've got no I idea. can't find her. Can't <laughs> find her. And there's too many of you. You're, you're, you're not that common because you, you drop the H. If you had an H, it'd be even more common. But uh, Sarah, uh, there is Sarah's webpage. Your most recent video that I was checking out uh, just today yeah. was about video background removal. Now, Canva background removal I've been using for a while. Tell us about video background removal. That sounds pretty awesome. So Canva, as we know, they have a functionality to do video editing and it's evolving. So um, one of the things that you can do now is one click video background removal, which is Excellent. Um, I think it's not going to be perfect and pristine if you were to edit it in Premiere Pro with, you know, all of the yeah, tools yeah, yeah. and functionality there. But for background removal, to remove the background from yourself and to add that to an Instagram story or an Instagram reel, it's pretty good, you know. Mm, and I, mm. I think it's time saving, it's quick and for the most part it works. Um, there are limitations to it, so it's only for 90-second clips at a time. So if you wanted to do it longer, you'd have to okay. cut, cut and upload, cut and up. But they're working on it. They're working on making the video editor become more robust and yep. you know, all of that stuff. But, yeah, I, I like what the direction they're heading with it. Um, I'm going to talk about some stuff that they have in the pipeline, which I think is really yeah. exciting. So mm. at the moment in their um, Canva presentations, they've got transcripts, so automatic transcripts happenings. And that's oh, wow. in the pipeline to come into video for stuff. So if you go and oh, do okay. a presentation yeah, and you do like a, like a, with their presentation, you can do a recording with your face in it as well. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't played with this enough because, uh, yeah, I've, I've used this very, very small amount. But, yeah, normally I, you come in here and I'll put the layout there and I'll put my graphics and images and the uploads that I've put in here, pictures of me and my face and Sarah there. So There uh, you go. Yep. Yeah, look at us. Yeah, because uh, uh, we're uh, really vain. We uh, have lots of pictures of ourselves. Yeah, because exactly. <laughs> we're creators. <laughs> Spot on, spot on. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. So, so so is in if you recorded into video here, they're using some now it's just AI tools to, to transcript your yeah, your video. Most likely. So if you hit that present bar right at the top right, yeah, yeah, yeah. hit that, oh, and there's like yeah. present and record. So oh, that's wow. where you can do the little picture in picture. Like yeah, that right. enables you to have an automatic transcript. And so that functionality is coming, which I'm like, that's pretty cool for accessibility for yeah. content creation. And that, that is, is in the pipeline. I don't know when because, you know, but I know it's coming to video. Very cool. Oh. And, and for, the, for those listening on audio, um, speaking of accessibility, we're at yes. Canva.com <laughs> and we're looking at the presentation. And if you're, not, if you're not familiar, we should probably take a little step back here. So Canva is a, a, an online graphic design tool, kind of started yes. as doing graphic design stuff. So for me in particular, I use it predominantly for doing things like promo tiles mm -hmm. for things like Instagram, like I'm doing for this very podcast. All my thumbnails are done in here. I did actually do a video. So I did a song last year called Toxic Ego and I used just because Canva Pro comes with built-in clips so yep. it actually has little uh, what do they call them stock footage clips that you can use so I did a an all stock footage uh, video I'll see if I can find it in here which is again going to be great for the folks on the audio version to, to be able to see this but if we come into my projects here so yeah so there's my uh, my Toxic Ego print which I didn't I just did as a presentation but because you can embed video uh, it does make it super cool there but uh, yeah now now having the ability to do background removal for video 
that's pretty awesome. So you can have a little talking head of your, if you're wondering how you use this, say you've got a presentation and you want to put a little talking head of you saying some stuff over the top of that presentation or over a static image or whatever it is, then yeah, just shoot yourself on your phone <laughs> in the nicest way uh, and then uh, just go and throw it in there. Now you were saying in the video, make sure that you've got a good separation from your background if you're using tools like this. Ideally, ideally, as I said, it's not perfect, um, but it's pretty good for the most part. Like you're gonna get a little bit of, you know, parts that you're like, oh, I wish it took that out. Um, I, I hear rumors that it's in the pipeline for an eraser to be made available, but we don't know when yet it's coming. Yeah. So, you know, bit by bit. That would be bit cool. That would be cool. Yeah, and I must admit, just the, the, the static image removal stuff is something that I use all the time. So I've got, uh, and again, yes. for those on the audio version, I apologize, but I've got something that my daughter put together. My daughter loves Canva too, and she put together this one, which is called the uh, Pointing Pete's. So it's all the little pictures. So she's done the background <laughs> removal, and you're looking at a whole bunch of me pointing at random things. And all I do when I do a video now is I come into the gallery of Pointing Pete's, nice. find the most appropriate Pointing Pete, and then throw that into my thumbnail so that has streamlined my process for for creating things but uh, also really good for album artwork so if you if you're there going hey i'm a i'm a musician why do i care about design well number one you should because if you're posting anything on instagram or if you're putting out facebook posts or if you're doing anything else you'll want this youtube thumbnails but album artwork it's fantastic for that because even the free version there's a heap of clips in there there's a heap of different uh, designs and patterns you can bring in your own upload your own photos and stuff as well so it's super cool and uh <laughs> I think the big selling point with Canva is that um, it's not about being able, well, it can be, but it's not about, you know, having an award-winning design. Yeah. <laughs> it's about yeah. having a clean design that works. And they've got templates that allow you to do that. And you don't have to learn how to design. You can just replace your own text, replace your own colors and images. And that saves you time. Like who wants to learn Photoshop? Photoshop is so unintuitive <laughs> and clunky and resource intensive. Like seriously. Yep. I, uh, I must admit, yeah, I, I used to be a, a Premiere Pro and Photoshop user and uh, paid for the, the Adobe element. What was it? Adobe Premiere thing. It was like 30 mm -hmm. something dollars a month that I was paying for that. And now I've got Canva, which I think is about $10 a month or, yeah, right, for the yeah. pro version yep. around that $10 US. Um, yeah, it's all 15, so around that mark. And it's super valuable. And then I use LumaFusion, which I paid for once. And I do all my video editing on LumaFusion nice. on my iPad and iPhone. I do all my design work in Canva where I don't need to know how to do everything. If I mm -hmm. want to do background removal, you just click on an one image click. and tap background removal. And uh, one of the coolest things, so it, this will be a nice segue into our next topic, but... Yes. Uh, Everyone's doing it, which is uh, text to image. So uh, mm. they've even got a text to image engine in here. So if they we can do. say, if we can say, uh, two demons recording <laughs> a podcast in cartoon style. Not that I'm saying that we're demons, but I don't know where the demons thing came from. Uh, this is why you should be watching the YouTube version, folks, because you get to see this sort of stuff live. But uh, if you're listening on the audio podcast, come on over to studiolivetoday.com and find that. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's look, their they, interpretation of demons. That's their interpretation <laughs> of demons. Is, uh, well, I guess they, they those people, okay, those they people look like... I worked with a couple of people that look just like that in the corporate world, and I can tell you, demons. <laughs> <laughs> but like most things, uh, trial and error is your friend with stuff like that. You'll find you'll find things you can do. Uh, now, I reckon, go, go to Sarah's video. Uh, so go to Sarah's channel, go to her video, because you've got a link down in the description of that video that can actually give you a trial of Canva. And again, this wasn't yes. meant to be a promo for this, no. but if you're looking at all that stuff and going, I want to give it a go, but I don't want to spend any coin, I think you get about 30 or 45 days or something free. Uh, of so the, the normal trial is 30 days, but under my link, it's 45 days. So you get an extra 15 days for free. Why not? There you go. And and that's that's long enough to check it out and know if it's for yes. you. Because I, I did exactly that when I, was, I probably even used your link. When I was first using, I was f trying to find something that worked for me. And I wanted, like I went to Google and I went, easy website for designing <laughs> thumbnails because I hate Premiere. Stuff. Like, it was something like that. And I stumbled across Canva.com. And then I was like looking for tutorials about people seeing how they use it and came across Sarah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm. You can actually mm. do some things. It's not hard. It's really simple to do. So if, you, if that interests you uh, jump on over to Sarah's channel linked in the show notes or the description and uh, check out that video see how cool it is and uh, there's a heap more about doing mock-ups in Canva and doing uh, graphical editing and text editing and everything that you want to do image wise and, and again video, video is coming along strong so if you really hate video editing and you want it to be simple you can use something like canva.com uh, speak that's a good segue as I said before <sighs> 
I mean, I don't think we've had a podcast episode in the last six that hasn't mentioned this, but um, chat GPT, (laughs) text, uh, AI text. uh, You you were before your time because you showed us, I think it was Jasper AI, was it? That uh, you showed us a year and a half ago. It was like in its infancy, but you were showing us this stuff and you were showing us how you could use this to to like write your, your, your scripts and to write things. We've now got chat GPT. You mentioned Canva, right? They're working on something there. Where's all this going? How useful is it? What's again, what's your hot take on this whole area, Sarah? So last time I was on the show, um, it was Jarvis.ai. So they've changed the name like four times. So they were conversion.ai. Then I don't know why they changed it to Jarvis.ai. And then they got a cease and desist from Marvel going, "Uh uh-uh, that's too close to like our, our, you know, product. Um, And then they changed to Jasper.ai. So I think that's the end of name changing, hopefully, for them. Uh, (laughs) But they they are a great um, AI text generator tool and Mm. particularly they make the user interface is just easy to use the thing that i like about them is they've also integrated chat gpt um Ah, and so it works really nicely within their interface as well and i you know where do i think it's going what do i feel about it i think there's a misconception about chat GPT. I think anyone with the title of CEO is like, oh my God, this is revolutionary. It's gonna change the world. Um, But there are a lot of problems that come with chat GPT and AI writers in general, right? They don't know what's accurate and what's not. They Mm -hmm. make stuff up. If you go and write, um, actually let's do it now. Can I share my screen? Uh, Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you should be able to write there. We're gonna do share screen. Okay, yes, yes, yes. We're going to go over here, share, right? So I'm going to go, I'll make it a bit bigger so you can see it. There we go. So this is um, Jasper Chat, which is Chat GPT within Jasper, you know, the paid version of Jasper. Um, If I tell it to write a bio about Pete Johns from studiolivetoday.com. Ooh, okay. Let's see how accurate it is. Okay, so write a bio about... Pete Johns from Studio Live Today. Doc, that's your website, right? Yes. Okay. So let's just see what uh, live here Jasper Chat <laughs> comes up with, right? Always do. So. The, the joys of uh, recording live. Oh, that's okay. That's it. Okay, let me read this. Ooh, oh, dear. Look at that. Do you, you want to read it to us in your best YouTube presenter voice, Sarah? Do you mind doing that for us? Okay, okay. Pete Johns is a music producer, sound engineer, and studio manager at Studio Live Today. He has worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry, including Grammy-winning artists, top 10 <laughs> chart- <laughs> charting albums, and projects that have been featured on national television. Wow. <laughs> With over 15 years experience, he specializes in live recording and mixing for a variety of styles ranging from rock to hip hop. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm down with the kids. As a dedicated professional, he strives to create an atmosphere where artists can feel comfortable creating their art. Pete works closely with his clients to ensure the highest quality results. Like, I think that sounds pretty amazing. Don't get I mean, me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hire that guy. It's not me, but uh, I'd, I'd love to check out whoever the heck that is and what they're doing. But uh, wow. So very okay. well written. Great bio. Not quite yeah. accurate, right? No. So, no but you could definitely good. use the, the core of that yeah. to form a bio about you, right? Like Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the thing. It's, it's more about the structure, isn't it? It's more yes. about how it comes together as opposed to what's actually in there, what the content is, because the content will, will change over time. And I think a lot of it, especially ChatGPT, the version two that most of us get for free was, was sort of 18 months ago now. So it's really old information anyway. And yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's, it's a starter. What I've heard a lot of people say is it's a good way to start the yes. process. So if you have a blank piece of paper or a blank screen in front of you and you're like, I just don't know where to start to write a bio, then you could just do that and then just remove, you know, grabby winning with uh, really good <laughs> and light brational television with his own YouTube channel. Yes. Um uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely cool and it has some, some uses, but 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think in order of excitement, the people that know, like the people that are actually the coders, are just like, eh, it's, it's iterative, it's fun, it's, it's going to help a few people out. The people in the middle are terrified because they think that their bosses are going to think this is going to replace their job. And mm. the people in the C-suite at the top are like <laughs> losing their mind because they think yes. it's the best thing ever and it's going to save them billions of dollars in, in cost because everything's going to be done by a machine. And I think none of that's right. I mean, the closest people to be right are the coders who are just like, yeah, it's pretty cool, but we've been doing this sort of stuff for 10 years. It's not revolutionary. It's evolutionary and yes. it's not perfect. So please don't just go out there and start using yes. it without checking it. We'll still need humans to, to check this stuff. So Definitely. And I think the important part is that it's – think of it as a writing assistant, right? The structure, the base, yeah. the ideas. Um, I t- – I use it a lot to help me come up with social media captions. Who can think of that from scratch all the time anymore, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. And the hashtags, give me some ideas for that. Like that stuff. That'll be ideal. Up. Exactly. We need the reverse where you give it a picture and you say, please write a caption with appropriate <laughs> hashtags for this picture because I got nothing. It's just a picture of me pointing at a microphone. Um, can you just do my captioning for me? That'd be great. But you can tell it to write a caption about... You know, well, yeah, uh, you could explain the picture. Yeah, yeah, explain the picture and it will do that. Or it can rewrite stuff, you know, and make it more concise. So that type of stuff, I think, great. Not taking yeah. people's jobs, if anything, it's enhancing, you know, the quality of content people put out when used correctly, right? Because yeah. a lot of people can't spell. A lot of people have very <laughs> poor, like, sentence structure that I've seen. I do a lot of content editing. And it's like, oh, man, this is bad. And this, yeah. like, is a nice way of getting better quality stuff out. I, I agree. And uh, really good point here. So here on the live uh, YouTube show, Jade Star said, uh, sure, ChatGPT is often wrong, but that will change swiftly. People will uh, use Wiki for the info that's often very wrong. And yep. that's the thing. That, that That's why they're doing these public betas. It's not just to give you this fun tool to play with. If you notice in there... It's listening <laughs> creepily, yes, sure. But when you sign up to that and you accept through OpenAI or through any of these platforms, they're using that data. So every time you try and iterate on something, so you go, that wasn't quite right, now do it mm-hmm. with this, that data is going back into the fold. So if you said, Pete Johns actually hasn't won any Grammys, <laughs> could you please remove that part? It'll remove it, but it'll also flag that as data. And if enough people do that, then it learns over time. So that's going to be where it's going to work is that every, it's kind of like life. And it's kind of like creating music or anything. It's like you need to work out what doesn't work. That's as important to fail and get it wrong and learn what's not working as it is to learn what's working and get it right. So the more you do, uh, the better it's going to get. So, yeah, and I don't think it's going to take all our gerbs. I think uh, it'll mm-hmm. just create new jobs. It'll be different. Yes, that's people okay. to check the content to make sure it's right. Yeah, <laughs> it, people producing it, stuff. Exactly. Every revolution from industrial, agricultural to industrial to technological has removed jobs, but it's also added jobs. And yeah, no one's out there hand raking uh, fields anymore, but that's a good thing because we yes. invented the threshers that can go and do that for us. And it's the same with the industrial revolution. No one's, uh, I used the analogy last time of the Willy Wonka movie, the Johnny Depp version, which uh, not great, um, mm. where he's screwing on the t- lids of the toothpaste tubes. Like no one has that job. There's the toothpaste tube screwer on a thing. But <laughs> who wants that job? Who wants to protect a job that can be done like that anyway we're getting off getting off track but really cool stuff so uh yeah check out jasper ai I, it looks cool uh, if, if it stays the same it'll be jetson.ai next time no probably sounds, sounds <laughs> like they've, uh, they've done and so Ca- canva obviously we showed the, the the canva image text to image before they're going down this track with their transcript is there any more about that that you know of or that you can that you can divulge uh, yes i will um Share again, if I may. Uh, oh, you can put me back on, Pete. Uh, yeah, can we do that? So there Canva 2 have jumped on the bandwagon of these uh, chat writers and same concept. So this is um, within the Canva doc type. So it's not within all their designs. So oh. It has to be a doc. And yep. doc kind of breaks my brain. I still don't understand <laughs> this product. So they say it's not meant to be a Google doc or like a Word doc because this page is like an infinite scroll. There are no page breaks. And I'm like, no, I need oh, my page breaks. Yeah, okay. And I'm very confused why you would use this apart from using it for Magic Write. Anyway, it's still evolving. It's, an, it's one of those things. I digress. Yep, yep, so yep. within Canva Docs, you can use um, Canva Write, Magic Write here. And then, you know, write an Instagram caption about... Um, uh, being excited for Friday. Nice. And include captions. I'm sorry, and include, what do you call it? Hashtags. Hashtags. 
Like, is this TGIF, so excited for the weekend, hashtag Friday feeling, hashtag weekend vibes. Like, that's pretty good. There you go. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Like, do that monotonous stuff that, you know, you have to post every single week. I like so it. So Canva, right? Canva, Canva Magic, right? I've got a tutorial coming out next week on Tuesday about it. Um, they're working on the functionality. If I had to compare Jasper and Canva, I'd say Jasper are more mature. The product's more mature and yeah. has better output than Canva. Sorry, not sorry. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's one of those things where I saw them jump on it and I was like, Canva, do you really need to be in this space? I don't know, you know, but yeah. you are. So. But be, be, be thankful because at least they didn't try and launch an NFT. So we can be thankful for small wins and blessings. So. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, I, I, I just asked it because I've never used this before. I just said write a short article about a podcast about sharing on the internet oh. featuring Sarah New and, and Pete Johns. And uh, this, is what, this is what we got. Uh, if you're looking for a podcast that will help you understand the complexities of sharing information on the internet, look no further than Sarah Newen and Pete Johns' show. This dynamic duo dives into social, legal and ethical implications of online sharing, giving their listeners a comprehensive overview of the online landscape. From Facebook to Twitter, Reddit to Instagram, Sarah and Pete explore the ever-evolving digital world and provide their listeners with valuable insights that can help them make informed decisions when it when it comes to on. Okay, sl slightly uh, slightly long in the paragraph uh, there. So we can um, edit it, camera. but there's there's yeah. some structure there that we can work with. That's the thing. If I if I was trying to legitimately write that, yeah, okay, it wouldn't be quite like that, but it. It gives me a start, I, I would say. I, like, that's a good start. If you're looking for like, – that's a good promotion. If you're looking for a podcast about this topic, then look no further. I wouldn't have come up with that. So, uh, yeah, I quite like it. I just like – I think last time uh, what, what it had uh, – it had a, what was the words? Uh, I put it in the little preview of the, the dope. video here today. Dope, dope design. Yeah, it was dope. <laughs> dope designs. So last, year, last time it was dope designs, and this time it's hashtag weekend vibes. So uh, <laughs> lists of things that Pete wouldn't actually say, but the kids probably do. So that's all right. It's all good. Uh, uh, Barry Glenn here on the live show says, I like Pete's radio voice. <laughs> I, know, I, should, I should use that for something. I don't know what it's good for, though. Just pretending to be a, a DJ from the 90s. Uh, that's about it. Although they probably still sound like that today, do they? I don't know. It's probably an um, award-winning radio voice if you ask Jasper or GPT. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Ask, ask Jasper. And it's just like Peter's won multiple. He's in the radio announcers <laughs> hall of fame. Uh, has won multiple awards, and uh, yes, he's just been paid a billion dollars by Spotify for his new podcast. <laughs> That's what's happening over there. <laughs> Let's talk gear, Sarah, because uh, I, won't, I won't get you to move it because uh, you said it's, it's, it's placed nicely and it's exactly where you want it. But you've just got yourself uh, uh, something that I want, which is a, a new boom. I've been talking about boom arms for microphones forever. And whether you're a musician or you're a live streamer or a podcaster or any sort of creator, boom arms are awesome. Uh, but most people like me are using the cheap $20 eBay variety, which I've been using for a while. You've just upgraded. What did you get and why is it so cool? So I got, get the name right, um, the Rode PSA1 Plus. So that's the newer version of their boom arm. If you already have the older version, my personal thoughts are you don't need to upgrade. It works just fine. But if you were like me and got rid of it and then regretted it um, <laughs> like, <laughs> and realized that you needed yeah. a boom arm, really it's a very good that. arm. It's very, very good. And I'm not going to name names, but other competitors... Um, mm -hmm. I found they were ahead of the competition in the sense that you do get that 360 um, ability to rotate it, whereas the other ones you can't move the microphone and you're talking like, you know, you're moving yeah, yourself yep. around the yep. microphone as opposed to the opposite way around where you need to move the mic around you. So I really like it. Um, the question is, how important is gear in 2023, Pete? Like. Ah, there you go. Well, I, I think at $165 and it can be here in 13 hours. No, uh, yeah, sorry. I was, I was a bit distracted there. <laughs> uh, I think I need to buy one. Um, yeah, how important is gear? Look, I, I have this weird, like, moving sliding scale because mm. I, I don't like to say that you need particular stuff to get stuff done. And I definitely don't think you need the most expensive gear in the world. 
Uh, but I think you need a certain level. I think you yes. need to have it good enough. But I think, and that will vary. That'll be different for different people. So, you know, neither of us are using, like you're using a Deity mic there. I'm using um, an Audio-Technica mic here. I'm using a $20 eBay mic stand. You're using a $150 road mic stand. Like there's there's different things and it'll work different, different horses for courses and different strokes for different folks, all that sort of stuff. But I think that um, the weird thing about gear is I think the last... 10 to 20 years, and I know that's a broad time, but specifically the last five years, I guess, we've kind of reached almost a plateau where you don't need to be constantly upgrading, especially when it comes to technology. I don't think you need to be constantly upgrading. I think everything I have right now is fine to the point where I haven't upgraded my phone in three years. I haven't upgraded my iPad in three years. I bought the Mac M1 Mini when that first came out, and that's Mm. still fine, even though there's all these new shiny models, because... It's just like, it's not the old thing. There used to be that old thing where, you know, the the old joke was you buy a computer and the second you walk out of the computer shop, the new model comes in and your old one doesn't run the stuff you need it to run. I just don't see that happening anymore. What, what, what say you, what's your relationship with gear uh, in 2023 and moving forward? I think like, particularly because I had a break and I came back and I was like, the attitude of, do I need to upgrade? Like, honestly do i need to upgrade it's like no everything mm. still works um i'm still getting good quality out of it uh is there new gear to buy yeah definitely like you know there's always <laughs> new sony camera or new can canon camera coming out but yeah does what i have produce high poly high quality output yes and i think it's yep. good enough now as i said i got a bit Marie Kondo and chucked everything out because I was like, nothing brings me joy and got and went the opposite direction. I was like, oh no, like I need, I need, I need things back. But I think, no, you don't need to constantly upgrade anymore. As you said, I think the quality, if your stuff produces good quality stuff and you're happy mm. with it and it works, you know, keep running with it. I don't think there's a need for that. I was sent a new microphone by by Deity and I was like, guys, like, what is there anymore? Like, yeah, what is yeah. there to send anymore? They're like, no, it's better quality and it's portable and it's this. And I'm like, well, isn't that what this one is? Like, how's it different? And like, oh, it's cheaper. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I, do, I, I must admit, I do feel a little sorry for the for the manufacturers of things because it's at the point now where if you buy good enough stuff, you don't need to replace it that often. Like a, mm. a lot of stuff that at the lower end, it'll last a certain amount of time. So for instance, I'm on my third $20 boom arm. Yep. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, you know what, if I do go buy a PSA one plus, uh, I'll spend five, six times as much, but I'll probably never replace that or yeah, it might be probably. 10 years before I replace it or need to even think about it. So I think that the, the more high end you go, at least you have that. And I know with audio in particular, cause a lot of folks here are audio creators, it's hit that plateau now where no one, like it used to be, oh, well, if it's 16 bit audio, well then, you know, I'll wait around till 24 bit mm. or 32 bit audio comes out out or you know the, the preamps on these old audio interfaces were a bit shoddy so you know we need you need a separate preamp whereas now for a hundred dollars like anyone can get really good quality audio and and any mic that's around the hundred dollar mark as well anything from your, your um, audio technica uh, some of the cheaper road mics samson and like there's so many brands that just make really good quality affordable stuff that sound great uh, yeah you're good to go and even even the camera situation i know you have a much fancier camera stuff than i do but I bought the Logitech Brio, which at the time was about 300 I think it's now about yeah. $150. It's super cheap now. Mm. And it's like a 4K webcam and a couple of $20 box lights and a 4K webcam. And I'm not saying I look perfect, but you get a decent sort of video for doing live streaming and doing the stuff that I do. So, yeah, I think we've kind of almost reached that plateau. Whereas unless you're really high end, I've always compared it to wine, that if you're drinking $20 plonk, <laughs> then you're fine. If you go to yeah. a $5 bottle, you're going to really mm. taste it. It's going to taste like rocket fuel. But I ain't buying no $100 bottle. I don't know about you, but when I go to a restaurant and I, I just scroll straight to the top and usually buy the second one down because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy that buys the cheapest bottle, but I'll buy the <laughs> I'll buy the second one on the list to look a bit classy. But I, I don't tell the difference. There's no difference to me. Like you said, I think it's like if you need one, yeah, it's good, right? If you threw it out like me or donated it and then you need one, yeah, go and upgrade to the newer one. Same with the Rodecaster Pro. Like they came out, you know, their audio interface with the two version. Mm. Yep. And all the reviews I said were like, you know what? If you've already got one, is it worth yeah. upgrading? And honestly, most of them were like, no. Like, so yep. anyway, 
Anyway. People, yeah, people ask me constantly. They're like, "Where do you get an M2 Mac, Pete?" And I'm like, "I bought the M1, and yeah. it works fine. It's great." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, but don't you want? No, I don't actually. Like, there's nothing I use that needs the power. It's great that it's there. And you know, when the M3's out, and my M1 gets a bit long in the tooth, then maybe. But um, yeah, no, there's there's not the need. Whereas in the past, I was upgrading way too often. Um, so I think I think it's a bit different. Uh, where are we at? We've got about five minutes left, so we've got a couple oh. of. We'll do a couple of quick. I told you we'd go fast. We've got a couple of quick things I wanted to talk about here. You mentioned this one, the state of the creator nation, and then you put mm. lol, uh, and our predictions for 2023. <laughs> what, what's your hot take? What's your, um, what, if you had to rant, uh, if you were in an elevator for one minute and someone says, what's happening in the creator space in 2023? What do I need to know about it? And should I get into it and start creating video and, and content? Um, I think, and this is very annoying, but it's like, uh, I'm seeing a big shift um, on Instagram, I'm like, Instagram, I'm not saying the others are dying. No, like Facebook isn't dying. YouTube isn't dying. I know Facebook have had a lot of attention in the media with all the layoffs and the yep. not as good prediction of revenue, but they're still making a mozza. They're still very strong. Like they're not going away. And yep. um, I do see this big emergence of Instagram, Instagram video. I see that becoming a thing and I see myself mm. habit wise, like watching way too many Instagram reels, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's coming and it annoys me, but I'm like, oh, got to embrace it. Got to go with it. <laughs> so that's, yeah. the, that's the place to be uh, in 2023 is over that's on Instagram. That's where I think we're going to Instagram. I'm seeing like the shift in people spending more time there and I'm seeing a shift in people creating more content there. Not to say YouTube's dying, definitely still create your YouTube <laughs> content, but I'm seeing Instagram as a platform that, you know, will continue to consume more user time. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that short form content is going to continue its kind of rapid rise through the TikToks and the YouTube shorts and the Instagram stories Definitely, and things we've seen in the last year? Yeah. yeah. People are like, why don't you do YouTube shorts? I'm like, I haven't got time to do a 15 second video. I'll <laughs> do my proper tutorial. I'm not doing a 15 second video, but I do see that continuing to evolve. Do Is YouTube shorts taking off as much as, you know, the equivalent on Instagram? I don't think so. I think they wish yeah. it was, but I just don't see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, data that I'm seeing says it's not, but I think they believe, yes, we created this, it's the best, <laughs> you know, in true YouTube yes. people form. Well, they're, they're, they're definitely trying, because as of the 1st of Feb, I don't know if you signed up, but I just I ticked the box, because yeah. kind of had to, uh, that said, yeah, you got shorts, they're going to monetize them now. So I guess that's the that's their differentiating factor, because you can. there's a lot of very famous uh, Instagram and TikTok folks who are not actually making a whole lot in the way of money. Uh, so they're spending mm. a lot of time and they're getting a millions of views, but uh, the creator funds they have on those places are not quite what... Uh, YouTube do have that yeah. monetization model that everyone knows and I won't say loves, but at least uh, can be slightly relied upon. So, so I do we'll think short-term, short-form content is going to you know become continually more popular. Noise yep. me as well. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm nearly on board. Like I, I railed against yeah. this. I, I hate vertical video for starters. Uh, I, I think why can't you just turn your phone on the side? But that's just an age <laughs> thing, I think. Um, but so I don't. I really don't like that. And I didn't like a lot of this short form content because it was just so irrelevant. But what I'm seeing now is that for how to stuff, when I want to solve a yeah, problem, yeah. if I see a one minute short versus a ten minute tutorial, if I can get the same information in the one minute short, I'm going to watch it now. So if I just need to know how to enable a feature on my phone, I'm going to watch a one minute short instead of watch someone rabbit on and tell me to hit the bell and yes. ring the notifications and do all the other things. They're just like, grab your phone, click this button, then press this one, then do this, you're good to go. That's sometimes all you need, isn't it? And I think that's where the how-to space is going, that people are short on time and they just want to get yes. the answer. I uh, Yeah, I, I've, I've kind of seen a trend. Uh, the way I explain it is that every, about every three years, mm. based on age, everyone just shuffles up a notch. Yeah. So like Facebook used to be, when I was in my sort of late 20s, early 30s, Facebook was for me. And then it's kind of grown with me, but I'm like I'm at the end now, whereas I'm like, oh no, no Facebook's for the oldies and I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s, I'm young. So I'm chunking down to Instagram. Meanwhile, the kids that are in Instagram are pissed off because all their parents are in Instagram now. So mm. they're chunking down to TikTok. And yep. then the, the younger, funkier parents are just like, oh, what's this TikTok? I kind of like this TikTok <laughs> thing. So now all the kids are scrambling trying to find all these B-reels and all these other weird social media platforms that they can share on. And then eventually, so basically it's it's young people running from their parents. Just yep. oh, that, that's, that's social media uh, in 2023. Just don't be now, where your parents question. are. Mm. For YouTube, 
the video intros, you know, where are they dead or are they still a thing? Video I still intros. have mine and I've seen a lot of people just dump it completely and I was like, I think that's the way it's going now. I think I need to dump it. I don't know. Uh, What's your take? So you mean the, as in like a pre-recorded little sting or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the little yeah. video opener that people had. I like it, but apparently I, it's killing so I, much I, time. Funnily enough, I actually asked this about a year ago, so maybe I need to ask again. My, my intro has gone from 10 seconds to 5 seconds. It's now yep. 2 seconds. So it's now okay. my logo that just goes, so I'll go, in this video, I'm going to show you how to do a thing. And it goes, da like, Okay, now <laughs> just do the thing. And I said to people, should I get rid of that? Like, is that annoying? And they're like, no, it, just, it, it, it tells me, like it announces to me that now's the point. Like, like they like the format that it's 10 seconds. In this video, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Let's go. Ta-da. And then we get into it. And when I asked, should I remove this? Because I thought the same thing. I'm like, these things are dead. People were like, no, it's, it's, it's nice. It adds a little okay. professionalism. It brands you. We know it's a Pete John's video when it goes, da-da, and has the, the logo there. So I think shorter, definitely. I, I've seen, mm. if I watch, I'll, I'll tell you, if I watch a video and they haven't told me what's, like, no one's been on screen, there's been no talking, but it's more than 10 seconds of audio without a word being said, mm. I click off immediately. I can't mm. even. So I need the videos like you do, where it's like, in this Canva tutorial, we're going to be covering this, 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 this. And then I don't really care if there's a thing. I don't know. What, okay. what, what, what do you think? Do you think it's gone? You think it's I think, out of here? I think it's like you getting shorter and shorter. Um, I hope it doesn't go because I personally think, you know, it's a nice little professional thing to have and it yeah. tells them where they're at. And really, if people get that annoyed by your two-second, you know, <laughs> yeah. then really they're probably not your audience. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. And I, I think... It depends. Again, if it's a 30 second video, no, you're not even putting it two or three seconds. So if it's a short form content, yeah. But I think if it's a five or a 10 minute tutorial, like you're saying, you can have a two second sting. Yes. I think it's still right. I think it's fine. I'll probably keep it for now. But uh, hey, maybe I need to go back to a poll and ask. <laughs> Another poll for 2023. Uh, right. Uh, we're over time, which always happens oh, no. around here, but that's okay. Uh, you, <laughs> you mentioned uh, in this one, uh, and we'll close with this, but the Lunar New Year and superstitions. <laughs> I So I, I don't, uh, I said at the start, like I vaguely know that every year is a different animal and it's your birth year and it's, it's rabbits, I think, this year. Um, Lunar New Year and superstitions. Are there superstitions around the Lunar New Year that that you have or that others have that you wanted to to reference here? So I my, um, my background is um, Vietnamese. So we have you know what we feel are Vietnamese specific traditions and superstitions. Um, so right. Lunar New Year started I think it was twenty second of January. It was very early this year because it goes mm. off a different calendar. Yeah. And there are superstitions with. Um, what you do and don't do. So for New Year's Day, um, you're not supposed to clean on that day. You're supposed oh, to wow. go out, have a good time, um, because they believe if you clean the house, wash things, then you're washing away your good luck. So don't clean on New Year's Day. Um, don't cut your hair on New Year's Day. Same premise, cutting away all oh. your luck. And the one that I love the most is like they say the first day in the first few weeks of New Year's is really important that you have like a good time and don't fight with people because how you start the year um, is how the rest of the year will run. So if you have a fight with me on New Year's Day, it means we're going to fight all year. So, you know, like yeah. try to keep it as positive as possible. So I quite like that, you know, having a pleasant time. Um, some things can't be avoided. <laughs> like sometimes you're just like, put your dishes away. Like that's, yeah, I'm just going to nag you all year about that. So wow. um, I do like that superstition. And yeah. I think it's the kind of just a nice little thing to have. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree, and, and I like it. Like I know that some people are some people are all into it, and some people are very anti it. I I sit on the fence. Not surprisingly, I'm I'm a moderate. I sit right in the middle of this sort of stuff because I'm like, a lot of this stuff that's built built around like the beliefs that people have. If they're built around good things, and if they're yes. making people be nice to each other and do good things then there's really zero harm in that. You know, if you have the superstition where all year if you see a black cat, then you think you're going to have seven years of that luck. That, that's getting a bit rough. That's going to be hard to avoid. But obviously this was around, and I think that's true, around getting off on the right foot and yeah. and having that. It's the same. Like every day when you wake up, the whole affirmation thing or whatever you want to do with that or taking a few deep breaths or meditation if you want to get deep into it, some people can say, ah, it's just, a, you know, woo-woo BS. But um, if it works for you, 
how about more power to you? How about just accept that it works for people and uh, you don't have to do it? But I, I just thought that was interesting because I, I know nothing of this. I'm yep. very culturally ignorant because uh, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've lived in a very sheltered world and I'm trying to expand my horizons more and more as I get older and learn more about different cultures. And it's just, it's fascinating. Apparently uh, in Italy or somewhere in Europe, there's something that they do with the, the calendar new year. Whereas if you, oh. if you wear red underwear on oh. New Year's Eve, then you're going to get pregnant in the next year. So if you're a lady oh. and you're trying to get pregnant, <laughs> you wear out. red underwear. So apparently if you're a single lady and you really don't want that, stay away from the red underwear on New Year's Eve uh, and oh, you, you should know. be okay for the next year. But this this is not contraception advice, folks. So uh, please don't don't rely on that because uh, Pete, Pete said, Pete said that'll work. It'll be all good. We, we, go, we go way off on tangents on this show, Sarah, but you knew that coming in. So I'm not, I don't feel too bad about it. Um, what's coming? up for you then uh, from here because you're kind of back or you, you, you're semi back are you uh, are you at 100% are you at 50% you're going to start pumping out cool live streams and, and tutorials in the in the coming weeks and months so I think um, I'm coming back and doing as much as I can I think live streams soon not quite there yet but soon with the live streams again definitely mm-hmm. a lot um, a lot of cool things that Canva have done or are doing um, so lots of stuff in that space Lots nah. of st- I want to do a bit more stuff with this um, AI text writers because I really think it needs to shift from being this, you know, fearful or gimmicky mm. thing to how do we actually use it to, you know, fasten our workflow, you know, f- fasten our workflows and yep. create better content faster type of thing. So uh, some stuff in that space coming up for me and Very yeah, cool. more YouTube training and whatnot. So that's me. Excellent. Very, very Instagram good Instagram stuff. stuff, which annoys me, but it's coming. Like- <laughs> yes, please go follow us both on Instagram. <laughs> we say reluctantly because it'll help us pay our bills and keep the lights on. Uh, very, very cool stuff. Uh, that is awesome. I'll tell you at the end, uh, just we'll finally let you know where you can catch Sarah. But uh, for those that are around Studio Live today, we've got a bunch of stuff happening this weekend. We have a, a YML Extra show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you don't, can't get enough live independent music, we had so much in the backlog that I'm doing a premiere of a, an extra edition of that tomorrow I've got the happy hour i'm doing british music bit of brit Ooh. rock on the on the weekend which should be a lot of fun get your isis and your blur and your radio head going on there and then uh, we're recording guitars uh, on garage band weekly this week so there's a heap going on uh, if you're a patreon uh, we're also doing a patreon live and if you want to support on patreon there's links in the description in the show notes that you can check out if you want to uh, jump over to sarah's youtube channel uh, it is sarah newin as newin i always say wrong uh sarah newen which is s-a-r-a space n-g-u-y-e-n you'll see all the bright colorful canva backgrounds and uh and nice colors over there and you can of course go to sarahnewinonline.com to check out all the links and all the stuff and follow her on all the places sarah it's always a great fun time it's always a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for being here today thanks for having me thanks everyone cheers folks we'll see you next time on studio live today podcast bye for now <laughs>